Hello and welcome to CX Today. My name is Charlie and today I'm joined by Brian Atkinson, Vice President and General Manager EMA at Five9. Brian, it's great to have you join us. How are you doing today? Doing well, Charlie, and uh, great, great to see you again. Yeah, it's uh, great to have another conversation. Um, I think, you know, we've talked about lots of very interesting uh, topics before and today we're going to focus on uh, kind of AI and self-service. And I think first things first, it'd be interesting to kind of assess the current kind of climate in terms of um, self-service and the current need for self-service. Kind of where do you think that it's driving most value kind of in the customer experience at the moment? Yeah, um, it's interesting because, you know, we've, we've uh, definitely seen a change in, in customer service over the past few years. You know, given the pandemic, we've kind of gone through and and also um, a lot of investment in digital um, in digital channels over the past five to six years as well. And so uh, I think we've seen a lot of the population become more and more, um, have more and more expectations uh, around, around, you know, self-service, uh, you know, that you get kind of from a digital perspective. Um, but what's interesting is, is that being said, like, you know, really, we just did a, a survey last year um, of six, six countries here in, in, uh, in Europe and the UK, and 50% of contacts uh, are still on the voice channel. Um, and so I guess what, what I'm seeing is that really a lot of the value um, around self-service these days is continuing to do what we've been doing for the past six to seven years, right? Continuing to invest in those digital channels, making sure that they're uh, more linked up and we can talk about journeys and all that kind of stuff in a second, but really focusing on the voice channel uh, and self-service voice. Uh, I think that's a really untapped market and that's where a lot of our customers are seeing uh, the biggest value today. So, Yeah, I think that's interesting because I think your answer there kind of alludes to the fact that self-service takes on many forms um, as well. And I think, you know, maybe we can first kind of consider a, a, a more traditional self-service portal how is AI kind of enhancing the performance of that that sort of self-service? Yeah. Um, so from a kind of just the traditional self-service portal, I think, um, again, it's been a very kind of siloed experience over the last five or six years, right? So you've had really good experiences, um, a lot better experiences than you had 10 years ago, you know, coming in through a chat mechanism or maybe through an SMS or a WhatsApp experience. Um, uh, but typically those, those experiences differ than the treatment you would potentially get in a voice channel. So it's kind of a siloed experience, you know, maybe the knowledge base, uh, information that that, you know, that self-service portal is accessing is different than the knowledge base that the agent is using. So it's still kind of been very siloed experiences. And what we're starting to see is, you know, how do you, you open that up, uh, so that, you know, you actually have a very consistent experiences, uh, across channels. And so, uh, AI helps us do that in in uh, in many ways because on the back end, um, you know, we've now got better access to data. A lot of co companies have data consolidation projects going, or data lake. Um, we've got you know the cloud systems from a contact center perspective that are more nimble and agile. And so you combine those two things together, and you can start to get really relevant insights of on the back end with uh, you know through analytics and through AI. And you can start to leverage some of the workflow and automation capabilities that you know today's cloud contact center platforms provide us. Put those two together, and now you can start to supercharge really that kind of uh, that that uh, you know portal, that self service self service environment for yourself. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of kind of uh, interesting kind of use cases almost uh, that you kind of described um, in there. And I think kind of another separate use case in, in itself, obviously of self service, is conversational AI. Um, such as kind of chatbots and voice bots, 
Um, so it's kind of how is the evolution of AI technology, such as maybe natural language uh, understanding, machine learning, robotic process automation, kind of helping to improve um, kind of more traditional chatbots? Yeah, yeah. So um, we see it really as a um, you know kind of a phase, right? So again, there was this kind of era of like let's focus in on the the digital, and we we saw you know chatbots get better. Um, you know, you had some really frustrating experiences, and in today's world, um, you know, the typically you find pretty pretty decent experiences. Um, but from some of the technologies you mentioned, like you know, uh, conversational AI, natural language understanding, some of those types of newer technologies. Or some newer technologies, but technologies that have been really advancing uh, quite quite rapidly. Um, this is where, if I go back to kind of my first point around the voice side of things, um, this is where it gets really exciting because you know uh, the IVR itself has been around for many years, and, and in a way, uh, an IVR has tried to become a self service portal in, in some instances, and it's a very frustrating experience. You and I know that like voice conversation is the most natural way that humans really communicate uh, across the globe. And so, and it's typically the best, right? Face-to-face, -face, you know, uh, uh, just natural language. You get into an IVR, a traditional IVR that we've you know had in, in this world for 20, 30 years, and it completely destroys that experience, right? So press one for this, press two for that. And it's just a nightmare of uh, 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 to be able to provide a good customer experience around the channel that should be the best, right? The channel that should be the best should be the voice. That's where we can communicate most effectively. And so what we're really seeing, I guess, to summarize here, uh, this is that, you know, a lot of things around natural language understanding, the technologies advanced so much that being able to, you know, open an IVR with what would you like to do today, have that natural language processing power that's very flexible and easy to access today, um, more cost-effective than it have, has ever been in the past, more accurate than it ever has been in the past, and then get that that caller to the right person as quick as possible, or get them to a self-service application that can do things like change of address, or that can move appointments in a very simple and effective way. Um, because you know those are the the type of you know uh, routine tasks that really we don't want a lot of our agents handling. We you know we had a customer uh, just recently that um, over the first ten months uh, they had about forty thousand call deflections that. Um, there were a positive from implementing some IVA or intelligent uh, virtual agent technology. Um, and those 40,000 call, call deflections really um, saved the company about $2.2 million in um, the cost of the, the 36 agents that it would have taken to handle those queries. And it improved their customer experience at the same time because they were having high abandon rates and they were having you know, long, uh, long call or hold times as well. So. You, know, you start to look at kind of self-service, um, not just in the digital channel, but I think we're seeing really that you know all the technology is coming together now to be able to make it a very powerful self-service portal in uh, in the voice space. Yeah, I think there's lots of really great um, examples. I really love the idea of kind of a voice bot replacing the IVR as well, and almost kind of rooting it um, and also almost just kind of answering the questions there and then right up front without any sort of. Uh, customer navigation, which you know we, all, as customers, we all struggle with, and I think there's kind of lots of great examples that you um, shared there. And another kind of uh, new self-service one, newish self-service trend. I really kind of want to pick your brains on is um, proactive customer service as well, kind of as a means of proactively solving um, customer issues. How is AI helping um, contact centers and um, companies more generally uh, to 
um, evolve a proactive customer strategy? Yeah, to me, uh, proactive customer care is all about knowing your customer, right? You need to know what your customer wants. They want to know, you want to know how they want to be communicated to. And you always need to try to think, you know, think ahead, like one, be one step ahead of them to know, you know, what, what are they, what are they calling me about or what potentially would they have a, a problem, right? That if I reached out to them and let them know that, Hey, this was, this was happening that they would appreciate. So for me, it, it is about, you know, kind of uh, predictive uh, things. And and that's where AI gets, um, you know, uh, a lot of value, right? And this goes into the world of big data. And this is, you know, obviously been a trend over the last few years of, you know, how do we consolidate the data inside of organization? In fact, you know, our log largest customer here uh, in the UK of about 5,000 agents, um, you're doing a big consolidation uh, data consolidation project around, you know, um, you know, getting rid of those style of data. And the whole point of that is to be able to run analytics and run AI processes on top of that data to surface a better view of the customer. And this gets into that proactive customer care. Then you layer on some of the great automation technologies that a cloud contact center can provide. And you start to say, okay, well, if we start to see these, these two or three trends across, you know, our data, um, through the use of, you know, simple APIs and cloud um, technologies, automate some of those tasks. So if this happens, right, if we see, um, you know, a, a balance getting close to a limit, um, a very simple analysis, but like, you know, send, send an SMS, right? And so that's the, you know, that's the contact center accessing data based upon an event or, uh, you know, a condition uh, that they see inside of data. Now, Obviously, you know, it's more important now with AI to be able to, to look across four or five or six or seven or eight or nine different data sets to be able to say, okay, because we've, we've seen these five trends, this is probably the most likely outcome. So whether it's proactive reach, uh, reaching out or whether it's just being proactive on the front end of a, a caller coin and, hey, we noticed that you just placed an order, you happen to be calling about that, right? That's a real simple one. So like real simple um, use cases that like, you know, I forget who I called today, but I made a phone call today and they said, we know she just placed an order. Would you like, um, are you, is that what you're calling about? And yes, that was exactly what I was calling about, right? And I just like that, they know me, right? They've taken the, the customer or the business I was calling has taken the time to put the thought in to think about me. And that's what's really important. Yeah, again, lots of really interesting um, points there. And I think, you know, the stressing of the understanding your customers and building almost that data lake that you're talking about is very interesting in it. Reminds me of a kind of similar use case and proactivity that I've seen where kind of a company um, used, their, used their data collection to predict customer sentiment and then ran a retention scheme where they were, a retention scheme where they were proactively contacting our customers um, who were potentially, who their data sets might potentially leave uh, fairly soon. I think there's lots of great uh, use cases like that. And I think, you know, those tips as well that I mentioned of, kind of that you gave of, um, understanding your customer very relevant to my next question actually and it is kind of what tips uh, would you give to an organization looking to supercharge um, their their self-service strategy yeah definitely um you know one i would say you know think think in a nimble fashion right be, be nimble and be agile so i think um you know gone are the days that you should have these heavy you know professional services types of engagements that last you know for a, for a year or two and, and millions and millions of pounds. Um, so I think think nimble, right? Think about um, the uh, out of the box. Um, so today, a lot of uh, companies that we work with are not really interested in like massive amounts of customizations. Like, what can you do for me out of the box? Because as soon as you you kind of 
start to get into that heavy customization that kills kind of your your nimbleness, right? So think APIs, think out of the box, think leveraging um, you know the experience of of uh, people in the industry. I think that's really key as well. I heard that from a customer session that I did uh, the other day with one of our customers here um, in the UK. You know, they said um, you know in hindsight. We wish we would have moved faster, and we wish we would have listened, you know, uh, been more open-minded to, um, you know, to uh, people in the industry that have years and years of experience. Um, you know, one of their their big things was they um, they said, you know, unfortunately we we were you know kind of siloed in our thinking and said, oh, we just want to do like for like, like we want to just replicate what we're doing today as we move from on-premise to cloud. And and you know, from that perspective, it was actually a you know, their hindsight was like, actually, that would have been a perfect time to take a step back, you know, reevaluate our, our IVR strategy, right? Could we be adopting some really simple natural language technology that's out of the box um, to really enhance the customer experience just to, instead of just shop swapping from you know, an on-premise system to a cloud system? So, um, you know, those are a couple, a couple of key things. I think the last thing I would, I would probably just close with is you know, ultimately uh, listening to your customer, you know, so what, what is, what is your voice to the customer saying? Um, and I think that's always a really important point, you know, as we as we start to um, uh, think about it from a, an overall CX perspective. You know, every industry is different, um, every business model is different, and you know, everything doesn't always suit every single organization. So the important thing there is listen to your customer, uh, go back to your business strategy, and marry those two things uh, together, and then start to layer on some practical AI use cases. And uh, yeah. With that, I think uh, we'll start to see an even greater change of, of uh, customer experience across the industry. Yeah, I think there's three really interesting points there. Obviously, kind of your first point of kind of remaining nimble, nimble and agile, and then obviously the second point as well of kind of adopting more kind of out the box tools to maybe innovate a bit quicker as well and stay yeah. ahead of the game. And I know Five Nine's got a kind of great selection. Um, of um, kind of low code um, AI and automation tools too, and that voice of the customer is very interesting too because um, once you implement self service systems, I guess you, they're not something that you can just kind of leave. You've kind of got to update them as the company evolves over time. And I think that's kind of an interesting question as well: of how can companies future proof their self service solutions? Do you have any ideas for how a company might go about doing that? Yeah, I, I, again, I think I think. Uh, Non-customization is really critical for you know um, you know for future proofing, right? If you if you get a lot of the you know um, contact centers that we see today that you know are moving away from on-premise to cloud of such massive amounts of comp of um, configuration that you know we've had to have create specialized tools that goes out and you know, pulls all of that configuration data to make it easy to migrate. So I think you know that helps future-proof things, right? Use open standards and APIs and all the things that you know actually in today's world in 2022. It's very easy and straightforward to do. So I think that helps future-proof things, um, and then also you know making sure that you're leveraging um, uh, really solutions that are um, you know accepted globally and world world renowned. So one of the things that we we do here, um, Five Nine, for example, is that we we have um, a really simple studio uh, interface that lets you access services from Google or access services from. Microsoft Louis or Microsoft uh, or IBM Watson. And so, you know, the, the people that are innovating around natural language and conversational AI are, are the organizations that have access to billions and billions and billions and billions of um, transactions a day. And so, you know, being able to do um, you know, easily be able to switch from, hey, I want to use Google's services today for natural language, but maybe next year I want to switch to IBM's because maybe they've got slightly better 
capabilities in this area that, that we really like for our business, that type of flexibility is really key. And, and that's, I guess, just something I would, I would, you know, um, you know, challenge, uh, I guess, you know, people looking at new technology today is say, you know, you know, how flexible is the solution and how, you know, um, you know, so out of the box, non-customized and, and flexibility um, to be able to adapt, move and adapt and be agile in the future is really key. Uh, yes, as you were saying, I think flexibility is really kind of the key word there. And you mentioned some of the um, tools that Five9 have. Where can kind of the viewers go to kind of find out a little bit more about these? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, obviously, uh, more than happy to have conversations uh, with with anybody who's watching this. So uh, you can easily find me on uh, on LinkedIn, uh, Brian Atkinson. And so I'm happy to have a conversation. Um, but by all means, uh, I'm sure they can reach out uh, through uh through, through CX today as well, and we'd be happy to have conversations. So, Excellent. Yeah, I think that's a, a great place uh, to end today's chat. Thank you very much for joining me though, Brian. Learned a lot. Great. Thanks, Charlie. Good to see you again. Excellent. And thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, bye for now and see you again soon.